0: every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe. Well, what up, yin's guys? This is your girl Kim and welcome to Bravo East Coast Housewives. Happy motherfucking Tuesday, as I say all the time. Well, at least all the time now because beforehand my shows were on Mondays and then I think when I first started they might have been on Tuesdays or Wednesdays. I can't even remember because that was when Jersey was on. And some fun facts about Jersey coming up. Not fun facts. Maybe the rumors on the street, if you will. But welcome to Bravo, East Coast Housewives. And, you know, I hope you guys had a great weekend because I know that I sure did. I do have to say... I'm currently on a little break. I'm babysitting my nephew, and he is down for a nap. Yes, two years old. The terrible twos. Those things are real. (sighs) So this is a nice little break for me before he wakes up. (laughs) Okay, so right now, we'll just go right into it with what the bravo. Let's do it. So check it, what the bravo. First of all, I cannot wait Cannot wait until the season finale tomorrow for our girls of Beverly Hills. Holy shit. Like, Brandy is really stirring up some shit, and I can't even, like, I can't even talk because I could just, that was me just now. Did you hear it? Yes. So, Brandy coming on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills about the whole Denise and her scandal. She slept with me. We're like besties. We're lovers. All that good stuff. Okay. I still don't think that that happened, to be honest. Uh, After show, they were talking a little bit about... Sutton was talking about Teddy's baby shower. So was Teddy and Kyle and how everything was. From what I remember, Lisa Rinna made a toast. And you would think it would be to Teddy because it was her baby shower. But no. If we recall, it was to Erica and her give em the old razzle-dazzle for Chicago as she was playing Roxy Hart. This was before she was going to Manhattan to play her on Broadway. So we found... Or at least Sutton found that was pretty interesting. She's like, well, we've been fucking toasting Erica this whole season about the goddamn Chicago. Like, let this be Teddy's moment. This is about her and her baby. Come on. And, you know, for Sutton to say that, she's very prim and proper. So I can totally understand why she would say that. And I have to say, I agree with her. I think it should have just been about Teddy. Not dissing my girl Erica because she is the queen, my queen. Yes, I have a lot of queens. I know. I fucking know. Yes, yes, yes. Bravo, fucking bravo. But I just love all these ladies because they're the shit. I'll just keep saying that until the day I take my last breath, okay? So Sutton was kind of annoyed like, hey, this should be about Teddy. What the hell? So I'm anxious to see what happens. I... Want to, okay, so I don't know if you guys remember this, but at the very beginning, whenever they were, after the first episode, right, and Kyle was like, then things went too far and blah, blah, blah. I don't know what happened. And then it shows you that Denise stopped filming with the girls for a while. And then at the very end of that little preview, she comes back and she's sitting in front of a green screen. And I guess one of the producers looks at her and says, so Denise, what happened? And then she made this like smirk and it was like kind of cynical or whatever. And it was just very, hmm. But I'm wondering, are they going to do that? Like it made me feel like she was going to clear up what the fuck was going on. Right. But if you think about it throughout this whole season, we haven't seen her address that whatsoever. Really in her confessional or at least in the outfit from what I remember, because she was wearing like a gold uh, tank top. But yeah, she did address it. I was wrong. So I hope Denise comes a little bit more clean and gives us a little bit more of the details because I really think that Brandy downloaded that crazy-ass app about text messages, about creating them yourself with two other people because she's cray-cray. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm excited. Tomorrow's going to be the shit. Yes, yes, yes. Now, let's go to my girls, Potomac, honey. As David Yontef, who was on with me last week, he was saying that Monique and the Sharice rumor spreading in the streets from Sharice about Monique and her trainer, honey. Now, he said that Sharice didn't spread those rumors, his sources say. Now, I go on reality website, yas. So, David was right, yes. And it is saying that Sharice claims that Monique's best friend named Gigi started the rumor, not Charisse. Here's the thing. I feel like maybe Sharice heard it. And yes, maybe if her friend Gigi did start it, whatever, that's still fucked up. And uh, Gigi, that's not really cool being a friend, especially a BFF. You should check yourself a little bit. But Sharice probably did talk about it with other people. I mean, let's just not be stupid. I'm sure she did because she would. She's done it before. She would. She says, and I quote what she says. This was in the reality um, website. She says, The best friend told everybody from production to corporate to the cast. So who did I tell? And she knows that her friend was doing this. But what she thought was this. I was going to come on the show and use that as an end. End quote from Sharice. So what does that mean, I guess? From the looks of it, I think, I don't know. It almost made it seem like Sharice was assuming that Monique was thinking that she was going to use this for the end of the season. I don't know. That's kind of what I got from it. I could totally be wrong, but Cherise just wants back on the show. So, uh, is she going to get one of those flower like headband things that the ladies wore before the start of the season just to like rev up Potomac? I don't know if she's going to get another one of those. Bring back Katie, okay? Bring back Katie. Now, Let's move on to our lovely, lovely face of Bravo, Mr. Andy Cohen, my future BFF. Hopefully he needs to return my calls. Oh, wait. He doesn't have my phone number and I don't have his. Oh, okay. So Andy was asked, which housewife would he want to quarantine with if he had a choice? Here were his answers. I was actually kind of surprised with some of them. Uh, He obviously said NeNe because she's fucking fabulous and who wouldn't want to room up with her? She's she's great. I would have a great time with her. He also said Leah, you know, for her being the rookie uh, housewife, she is really she's really finding a way to people's hearts. Obviously, Andy, because he chose her to go quarantine with him. Also, Jerry O'Connell think that's his name yeah i'm pretty sure the one that's married to rebecca remain okay he said on one of one of the watch what happens lives episodes i guess andy said what's the favorite housewife of all of you people who were on the show and jerry said that leah was it so Leah you are winning the hearts of all of us viewers we love you we want you to come back we hope that you do maybe bring back Bethany too because I fucking love Bethany okay so going off track he said Nini Leah he also said Stephanie Holman from Dallas not gonna lie I don't really know much about her because I don't watch the show so let's just move on from that Stephanie hey sorry okay you're on his uh on his choice though so that's good congratulations Bronwyn from the OC. I found that kind of surprising, too. I think for me, I don't know if Bronwyn would have been my choice if I chose someone from the OC. I probably would choose Shannon because I think I would have a lot more fun with her. But you know what? Bronwyn's fucking fun, too. So she would be great, too. Oh, you know what? Gina would be good, too. But anyways, his choices. Bronwyn, NeNe, Leah, and Stephanie. I'm surprised he didn't get anything from, uh, didn't get anyone from New Jersey, like Teresa or something. Also, Andy admitted to E! News that the Real Housewives of Dallas and New Jersey will be different from the past seasons due to COVID, and it had a major impact on the taping of the OC. I even remember that because I remember reading... Whenever the COVID thing started and the quarantine thing was in place, the stay-at-home order—at least that's what it was called in Chicago—I um, read that the OC was like on pause for filming because they were in the middle, I think, of the of the season for the taping, and then they just had to cut that shit. And then Shannon got COVID. It's like Jesus, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, ah. So, currently, Real Housewives of Dallas and Jersey are filming. So, Andy also said that they are following the proper protocols concerning the COVID stuff. Now, when is the premiere of Dallas, New Jersey, and the OC? As they would say, with the Tootsie Pop, how many licks to a Tootsie Pop, whatever, the world We'll never know. Actually, I'm just kidding. We're gonna know eventually, but at the moment, no one knows when the premiere is of those three shows. So keep a lookout. I'll keep a lookout. I'll inform you when I know. Yes, honey. Yes. So let's move on to Miss Dossie Schroeder. She's preggers. Yes, we know. I believe she's having a baby girl. Congrats! Congrats! Yay! 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 So TMZ right? We all know TMZ, yes. They reveal that Stassi has a potential job opportunity. After her recent firing due to the racist behavior she did with Kristen about um, Faith, she is in talks of Evolution Media. They also shoot and edit for Bravo, Banner Pump Rules specifically. So the talk, or as Giselle would say, the word on the street They are both interested in collaborating with each other. However, Stassi is still under contract with Bravo for the next six months. And you know what? I think I read that about Vicky too. Whenever she was done, she had like an extra six months that she had like Bravo owned her, if you will. Not really, but you know what I'm saying. So she was still on contract with them six months after she said, I quit. Same thing with Tamara. So Stassi's kind of living that day right now. And then once the six months are up, who knows? Will we see it? I don't know. What are your thoughts, though? Do you think that is a smart idea for Evolution Media, the same media production company that does Vanderpump Rules? Do you think it is a good idea if they actually collaborate and make a show? I'd love to get your take on it on Instagram. DM me. Let's start a convo. Yes. What are your thoughts? Now, with that said, that's the what the bravo for the day. Okay, let's go to the main event. New York, honestly... I was a little disappointed with the episode. I was slightly a little bored. I mean, I didn't really see. I feel like it was just a nice little filler episode to, you know, just make the the progression of the season flow in a manner where it's not just jack shit crazy all the time but I didn't love it. It wasn't my favorite episode from my ladies. Um, Potomac was a whole lot better and so delicious. Oh, I was, I was in heaven. Karen's outfit, by the way, Pepto Bismol Karen. Yes, honey. And I'll get into that a little bit later when we talk about our potty girls. Okay. That was really dumb. I will never say that again. So we'll get into that when I talk about my Potomac ladies. Now we start off. New York, we're reflecting, Ramona's reflecting about Dorinda's anger with Sonia. They're chilling in their uh, little hotel room, the house room, whatever the fuck you call it. It's just really nice AF. Ramona's like, oh my God, like Dorinda has like slightly like big anger issues. Like, oh my God. So what happens? Ramona, why do you send a group damn text about, do you have anger issues? What are signs of anger issues? Sending it to herself, Sonia. Luann and Dorinda. Love the fact that Luann comes into their room and says, why the fuck would you send that? Was that a mistake? You know that you put Dorinda on the text. Luann, you should know by now. Ramona, that's just something that she would do because she did it clearly. So once Dorinda gets the text, and it's honestly, if someone sent that to me, I'd be like, yo, what the fuck? Like, I'm not understanding what you're saying. Dorinda fires back. She retaliates like she does Defensive, defensive, defensive. Clip, clip, clip. She sends all negative articles that have come out about Ramona just to kind of shut her up. Did it work? Of course not. Ramona's never going to stop talking. She's like, she's like 60 girlfriends. She's a lot to say. (sighs) So Luann and Dorinda, uh, mind you, I almost said Luinda. Ha ha ha. Funny, funny. So Luann and Dorinda then have a conversation about Ramona. Dorinda's pretty pissed off that Luann is even approaching her ever about the anger. You, You know, we saw that a few episodes ago that Luann was like, yo, why are you so angry all the time? Like, this is what Ramona said. I'm just backing you up, blah, blah, blah. And then Dorina flips the coin and she's like, what the hell? You're getting all mad at me, blah, blah, blah. You're the one that went to jail. Dorinda feels like there's no reason for Luann to even approach her because Luann has issues with alcohol. And if you ask me, I think Dorinda kind of does too. I think we've all seen it. But it's so funny because Dorinda even said, I don't think Luann's an alcoholic. I think she just got caught. Dorinda might be the same way. I don't know. She could be. What are your thoughts? Now, Miss Poor Leah walks in whenever Luann and Dorinda are having that crazy conversation about the anger issues, the drinking... Leah's like, what the hell? I'm not informed, like seriously. She interjects and defends Dorinda about the things that were said and misunderstood by the way of presentation from Ramona, of course, because she can't do it in a presentable way where people don't get offended. Eventually, after all the reflection about Dorinda's behavior, the ladies, the ladies who lunch, right? They're also the ladies that do dinner and they do it so well, honey. So they go to dinner. I think it's hilarious that Ramona is being so picky, 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 picky with her wine. She needs it room temperature. No, no, no. It's too cold. I can't have it cold. Oh my God. It's too old. 1920 wine. Get away from me. Table wine is only $12. Like really, really Wow, she needs that pinot grigio, as Stasi would say. I don't know what I've done to you, but I'll take a pinot grigio. Where's Sheena? Sheena, get us the pinot, honey. So at the dinner table, the group text is being brought up. And Leah's like, whoa, what the fuck? I wasn't on that group text. Ramona, why, why wasn't I on that group text? Like, that's so not cool. This totally tells me that you're not even my friend. Like, where do we stand? You have no respect for me. Come on. Leah, I would be annoyed too. That is something a friend does not do. Clearly, that's showing Leah and myself. I think Ramona only looks at her as like an acquaintance, someone who just kind of comes into the group. She's a part of the show. Do they really hang out after filming is up? I don't think so. I really don't. Ramona admits that she's on pins and needles when it comes to Dorinda. And then you have Dorinda. She always does this. Whenever she gets like pissed off and angry, she just attacks you back. And she's like condescending, talks down to you. Oh, huh? oh, yes, Ramona. Oh, my gosh. You go and you do your thing. Oh, yes, honey. I hate when she does that. It's just rude. It's disrespectful. It's just not cool. Come on, Dorinda. So from that whole group text talking, I think Dorinda said something like she finds it hilarious that Ramona has to hide behind text messages to kind of say what's really going on if it's a negative thing concerning the girls. And then whenever it's face to face with them, she doesn't bring any of that shit up and she just goes like nothing's going on and like everything is happy-go-lucky. And Dorinda's like, yo, you're fake. Like what the hell? Which is basically what she said to Tinsley because as a few episodes uh, with Lindsay, whenever she was on the show, I guess Dorinda had more inside of what Tinsley was doing outside of filming and the way that her life was being lived outside of filming. And then she just didn't want to share it with uh, the production team with the whole Scott thing. So Dorinda doesn't take the I'm fake kind of shit. She's not down with it. And because of that, she will go after you. She will cut you. She'll cut you. So she's basically doing that to Ramona while she's being condescending. But after the whole Mexico trip is done, they go back to New York. Yay, 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 yay. We see that Leah is celebrating 15 years with her company married to the mob. So that's super cool. First of all, I'm sure it's hard AF to even start a business To have it rolling for 15 years, she even said that in the show, like, it's hard to stay for 15 years. She's like, cool does not pay the bills, you know? You just got to get your shit, get it together, and do it. And, you know, married to the mob, I want to get some merchandise shit. I got to check out her stuff. I got to support Sonia Morgan. I got to do that with my girl Leah, I don't know if I'm gonna get the Karen Huger uh, scent though. From what all of the other ladies said on the show, that it's like an old lady smell. If that's the case, can someone let me know? I'm curious. Maybe I'll just go to a department store whenever they're freaking open, right? And I'll I'll just use a tester. I'll use a tester. We also see Ramona going to a therapist. And mind you, do we recall the outfit that she was wearing? I mean, holy cocktail dress with like the pearl beads on the sleeves and the arms and shit. Why were you so dressed up? Were you going on a date? You had to have been going on a date because you definitely weren't going out with your younger therapist. He was pretty hot. He was pretty good looking. I'd go out with him. Sure. So she admits to her therapist like she's very coquettish. She's very coquettish when she's with the boys, with the guys, when she goes on dates. She's not really like who she is. So she's basically saying she's playing another persona of herself with men where she can't really truly be herself. And maybe that's why that's the problem of why she's not with anyone or why she can't find someone that she connects with. I love how she was saying to the therapist, I basically need, I just need to like be myself. Yeah, Ramona, be yourself. That's why we love you. You do some stupid shit a lot of the time, but you're always growing like you say to Andy every reunion show, but we still love you. Just be yourself, like they said in Aladdin. I love how the show ended with Sonya's big event at Century 21 with her Sonya by Sonya Morgan fashion the front of the store, that's flipping awesome. I think it's hilarious that Luann would call Sonia and say, we're, we're supposed to have a rehearsal, you're not here. On the day of Sonia's event, first of all, why would you do that? I'm sure Sonia probably told you, if you even had that discussion, because we see Sonia say, you never even told me that there's a rehearsal. I believe Sonia with that, but I also know, Luann, you can't get mad at Sonia. Like, this is a huge-ass thing for her, and you're getting all butt hurt that she's not coming to a rehearsal rehearsal for you where your show's not even like out okay calm down and I know if the shoe was on the other foot you would be peeved you would be peeved if Sonia did that to you and you would definitely let her know Sonia didn't have time to deal with the bullshit that you were springing on her because she had to focus and you know what it went off without a hitch and she was killer I loved it her fashion is beautiful And I just was so happy for her. She was really doing amazing things. And, you know, I think Sonia has always been the underdog when it comes to the business ventures with these ladies, especially with the whole tipsy girl with the skinny girl with Bethany kind of uh, at her saying like you're doing a cheater brand and all that stuff. So I think Sonia was being seen in a different light as far as business goes. And I'm just so happy that she's really coming out on top with Century 21 Her clothes are right there as soon as you walk in the door. I think that's fabulous. Sonia, bravo for that. You are kick-ass. And even though I don't know you, girl, I'm proud, okay? We also have a nice little moment with Leah and her mom. Leah addresses her mom saying, hey, Sarah told me that you told her that you don't even like me and you don't like her. Of course, she says probably what any mother would say I would think. Obviously, I love you all the time, but sometimes I don't like you. Sometimes it's true. Kind of like that with our friends, right? We get to know it with our friends. Like, oh, I don't like you right now, but I love you. Same thing with your parents. I know that's what her mom meant. Obviously, that's what she told Leah But, you know, if I was Leah, I would be a little upset. Yeah, I would definitely be upset if my mom said that. I would be like, what the hell? What's wrong with you? Why don't you love me? (laughs) So that was the episode. It wasn't anything too crazy or that exciting. In my opinion, it was just like everyday life. So let's go to the best shit of the week. Potomac, honey. So cute that it started off with Giselle and her daughter Grace going to like some hip-hop class. Giselle, those hot-pick pants, yes, you worked them you worked them. I would never be able to do that. Yes, you're bold, matches your personality, loved every second. It's fun to see her with her daughters. (laughs) You know that her daughters are always embarrassed by her, but here's the thing. I think Giselle, she is my queen. She honestly, I think is my favorite, favorite, favorite. I think anything that she does is fabulous. Not everyone will agree with me, but I just have to say you are all wrong who don't think that. I think she's a fun mom. She wants to be present for her daughter. She's trying to figure out the whole Jamal and her daughters and the relationship of the family because it's. Quite uncomfortable. We're seeing that uh, hash out on film. So I'm anxious to see uh, how the relationship grows. Hopefully, it grows into a positive thing. But I know that her daughters are looking at her and they're like, Mom, you're so embarrassing. Like, I can't deal with you, but I could deal with it. And girls, you're like in your teens. You're going to appreciate it when you're older. I promise, promise. We also see that Karen's having a house party in her new Potomac home because she doesn't live in Great Falls. Oh my God. The song that she sings, ridiculous. The singing telegram man, stop. I can't. She is definitely the grand dame. Whenever you have a dude actor come in and he's dressing up as some king or some shit and he has a telegram that he has to sing. Not send via paper, but to sing it. That was crafty. It was crafty. I liked it. You see a football hang with Wendy and Robin with their boys. That was a cute little moment. Robin's getting to know Wendy a little bit. The boys are playing with each other. They're doing like boy stuff, you know, sports, all that good stuff. So that was a neat moment to see. One of the ones that's stealing my heart right now is Corey little Corey Dixon, okay? He has been such a part of this season right now, and I'm obsessed with it. Whenever Wendy and Robin were trying to talk about something adult-like, I can't remember, <laughs> but Corey sits in the middle. <laughs> he just looks at both of them, and Robin's like, why don't you go do sports stuff? We're, we're, we're talking adult stuff, and he's like, no, but I want to listen. Oh, how cute was that? I loved it. I want to see Corey as much as possible because He is fucking funny and he's winning my heart and yes, he is a house son. I dig it. Yes, Corey. Yay it's surprising to see Candace and Ashley meet up I love that uh, baby Dean was present Ashley probably did that to uh, lighten up the mood if you will that was a smart move Ashley Ashley's a smart cookie I'm team Ashley clearly so she brings baby Dean Ashley's freaking about how small the space is for her baby and her walking around in that little restaurant I mean she is definitely being the helicopter mom of the century like I can't even tell you my sister-in-law isn't like that any of my friends who have children they're not like that so I think Ashley's just super excited that she has a baby and she did go through that miscarriage and that obviously did a lot of emotional damage to her. So I'm super duper happy for her. I think eventually the whole helicopter-ness will wear away. I think she's just really enjoying being on top of baby Dean like 24-7. And it's cute. It's cute for the show. It makes it very light. So Ashley's talking about how she was in labor with Dean and how Candace was writing those evil, nasty Twitter or texts to her saying, you're a roach and I've been doing businesses and et cetera, et cetera, basically making Ashley feel like shit because she's not a nice person. Of course, we see Candace apologize for now. Uh, I'm pretty sure something will happen because it's Candace. I also feel like whenever the conversation was getting a little bit um, uncomfortable, I love how Dean broke the ice and he just started crying so they could forget about the bullshit because the whole thing was bullshit. Ugh. So Dean knew what was up. He felt the energy and he's like, I'm not having this. Stop yelling at my mom. I am going to cut you. So yeah, baby Dean, way to go. So as soon as the Monique and Sharice thing came up with Candace and Ashley, ding, 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 they get a text message from Karn, Karn! Karen sends that singing telegram and it was epic and historical. And I'm pretty sure someone probably already recorded it and put it on YouTube. Check it out. It is hilarious. So there's that transitioning we go see Monique and Chris at their house they're enjoying some wine after they put the kiddos to bed Monique's talking about her frustrations between her and Chris Chris is saying set everything up you have all the money to do it I'm paying for everything but here's the thing I totally get where Monique is coming from and I'm not even married women like to be thought of right she wants you to come in one day and said hey let's go I made a date uh, plan at this place Let's go have fun. She doesn't want to have to be the one to plan it all the time. I mean, she's a mom for crying out loud. I'm pretty sure she plans all that shit, and you don't. I'm just saying, not all dads do that. I know, but I would say, statistically, the women probably do all of that shit. So she just wants to be appreciated a little bit more, and I totally get it. She's a busy-ass woman. We then see Candace and Chris at a picnic. We understand the setback with the whole having children thing with Candace. She's just really, I think... And this makes me like her a little bit more. I think she's concerned that she doesn't want to be like her mom whenever she raises her kids. I get it. We've seen Miss Dorothy. She's pretty intense. And she's kind of negative. And she still holds a grudge towards Candace's dad, even though she's married to some other guy. That's a little confusing to me. But I guess to each their own. Everyone deals with their shit differently. I get it. So... Candace is telling Chris a little bit about the meetup with Ashley and how the whole Giselle and Candace thing, they've been having some tension already this season and we're four episodes in. So she's trying to talk to Chris like, how do I approach Giselle? She's kind of intimidating. Yes, because she's a queen. Hello. Um, so she's afraid to approach Giselle. Rightfully so. I would be too. Because you called her the Giselle monster. Shade much? Yeah. Eventually, Giselle is now we're going to transition to Giselle's house. She's getting ready for Karen's party when her bestie cow comes over to do her hair. But they're talking about the whole issues that she's having with her kids and Jamal. And they know, Cal says, hey, your girls know that daddy hurt mommy. They don't want daddy to hurt mommy again because if he does, then that's going to be some bad shit. It's not going to be nice. So Cal just said, you know, you have to lead with love and make them see that you can forgive and learn and grow from the experience. So I really hope, like I said earlier, I hope that comes into fruition It definitely seems like an uncomfortable thing, especially to be watching on camera. So now, Karen's party's here. Yes. And I did say Karen because originally it said the Hugers, but let's just be real. Ray was just there. He was in attendance, but this party had nothing to do with him. It was all about Karen for. Sure. And I love that it was cocktail attire as well. So Karen and Ashley bond with their new marriages. How? Because they acknowledge that their marriages have shifted. Clearly the marriage has shifted for Ashley due to baby Dean and Karen because Ray is retired he wants to move to fucking Florida enjoy the sun get a suntan you know get the pina colada, all that good shit, be by the ocean, yay. But Karen's down with her business ventures right now, so she's not wanting to do that. So clearly, there's a little bit of a divide between both of them. But I love the fact that they can bond together right now because we all know that Ashley and Karen have had some problems in the past. But it's great for fucking TV, let me tell you that. So that was the episode. Let's get to our dueling divas of Potomac and New York, and let's keep this ball a-rolling, honey. All right. Let's check New York. Dorinda and Ramona. That will never, ever, ever end. I'm pretty sure they're still probably doing a beef right now. I haven't checked Instagram today. Maybe there is. You know, there's always something going on with the two of them. It's about Dorinda's anger issues. Clearly, Dorinda wants Ramona to be real. There wasn't really anything. I mean, I guess you could say that Leah with Ramona about the whole group text thing, but it wasn't like anything. I hate you. Now with Potomac, It's different things. There's definitely more than one, but it's always Potomac Housewife versus Candace because Candace is messy. She's messy. She is. First one, Monique and Candace with the Sharice spreading the rumors. Monique and the trainer. We know it's unraveling. Popcorn, honey, quarantini at my side. Yes. Then we have Candace and Giselle. Candace tries to approach Giselle at Karen's party, but Giselle is all over her. She is like a lioness. She will come. She is hunting you down. I forget. She said something last season to Monique about I'm going to be right there blowing your face off or something. I can't remember what the quote was, but it was fucking fabulous. And that was definitely an example that she led the other day. In the episode to Candace, saying, You don't want to mess with me, honey, because I will. <laughs> you're not going to mess with me because I've been around the street. I know what's going on, and you're not going to fucks. You don't fucks with Giselle the same way that you don't fucks with Erica Jane, okay? That's the truth. She doesn't take shit and she won't be pushed around, especially by Candace, okay? I also love the fact that she literally looked at Candace and says, you know what? I'm good with you. I don't have to be deep with you. We're cool. And then Candace says under her breath, of course, I don't know if Giselle heard it, but you know that they're not going to be friends. Candace said, okay, we're going to be surface friends like usual. So clearly (laughs) this stuff is just getting better and better. Oh, I can't wait. So with the Dueling Divas, there's weekly shade to be had. So let's get to it. Now, what is this weekly shade, you say? Well, I'll let you know. New York first, of course, of course. When Dorinda said to Ramona, you have to get educated. Get educated. It's deflect instead of deflect. You know what, though? That's what makes Ramona endearing, if you ask me. Didn't she say something weird about an avocado? Like, she couldn't say... She couldn't say avocado correctly, but I can't remember how she said it. Regardless... Dorinda, that wasn't nice. (laughs) She is educated. She will say that. She's self-made. She's educated. She doesn't need a man. All that kind of stuff. But as I said before, Dorinda has a tendency to talk down to people whenever she gets angry. Are we surprised? Absolutely not. Because we've seen it over and over and over again. This isn't shade, but I just thought it was kind of mean that Dorinda's calling Ramona a horrible person. And I really think that she meant it wholeheartedly. If we think about it, Ramona actually is concerned about Dorinda's anger issues because she has them and she just wants Dorinda to be happy. So she really is expressing concern, not in the best way possible. And that's why Dorinda's getting pissed off. (laughs) But I didn't think that was really nice. I think Ramona does have a special place for Dorinda and Dorinda that wasn't nice. So... Be cool, don't be all uncool, okay? Listen to your friend Luann, she knows what's up. So with Sonia, Sonia throwing shade at Ramona. Usually the shade is thrown at Ramona because she's so easy to throw shade at. So Sonia did that at her launch event for Sonia by Sonia Morgan. When she was trying to deliver a speech, hello Ramona, you didn't turn your phone off. So Sonia saying, she don't even know how to use her phone. She's got a hot date tonight, but they're just friends. They're just friends, my God. Come on, Ramona, silent your phone. That was important for your friend. Turn that shit off. My God. Now, Potomac. Candace telling Wendy when they're at lunch that Giselle is known as the Giselle Monster. I take that as a compliment at this point. So Other Shade Throne by Candace was about Baby Dean, of all people. She said something like, you know, Baby Dean looks literally like Michael, but he will be blessed to look like his mother. Damn. I mean, Michael is not the most attractive thing in the world. That's for sure. But damn, you're like shading the family. Stop that shit. That's not cool. When Monique is referring to Candace as well, she doesn't trust her. So she's like, you know what? I see you and I'm good on you. That's like, hey, I'm watching you. You better watch it. Best shade, I'd say. Robin, bring in the pizza at Karen's party. We relive. Pizza gate all over again, except this time there aren't costumes, it's just a bunch of sequin dresses, and I was obsessed with it. And mind you, also, uh, Robin didn't have on the little beard, and uh, she's just hilarious. So that was great. Thank you, Robin, for bringing the comedic relief that we needed in that episode. Let's talk about Karen's entrance, okay, in her (laughs) Pepto-Bismol suit, which is also another shade from Robin about her outfit. Honestly, though, even though she looked like a Pepto-Bismol bottle, she looked fabulous. I mean, Beyonce, watch out. I don't know if Karen has the dance moves that you have or the voice, although she did sing a little bit in her confessional, yes, but her entrance was out of this world or out of Potomac's world. That was great. Giselle is also curious as to why is Ray didn't come out with Karen. And she's like, hey, I know, Karen, you want to be like Beyonce. You could at least have Ray try to be Jay-Z. I mean, I don't know. I personally think Ray's better looking than Jay-Z. I think Jay-Z is not attractive whatsoever. But that's just my own (laughs) own opinion. Let's go to the quote, my friends. All right, with New York, I have two of them from Ramona because she's great. When they were in the room. Her and Sonia, they were about to get ready for dinner or whatever. And she's going to the bathroom or to get ready. And then Sonia said something about her pooping on the floor, which literally she did, because you saw a fucking poop stain. You saw a poop stain on the floor. So then Sonia says, No, not Sonia. (laughs) Then Ramona says, I did. I actually did. I pooped in my robe. Oh my God. Do we have to get her It depends? Depends. Let her sponsor Ramona so she can sell your shit. Let me tell you, she would sell a bunch of Depends shit for you. So you better reach out to her people so she can make that money because she's self-made, honey. We all know that. But I can't believe she pooped on the floor. I mean, that was just amazing. (laughs) That was great. Obviously, it was from her anxiety with dealing with Dorinda's anger. Other thing that she says, she says, my intentions are good, but my delivery sucks. Again, referring to Dorinda. Well, not even Dorinda. Just basically any way that she delivers information, she does it in such a shitty way and she knows that she sucks at it. But then again, she's trying to get better every day at a time. Every day. Honey, you're in your 60s. You should know how to do this shit already. I'm just saying. So as far as Potomac goes, Giselle, my queen. Yes, yes, yes. As she heard about Candace calling her the Giselle monster, she says in her little confessional, she says, this is a bad bitch right here, not a monster. (sighs) Yes. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Giselle. You're amazing. And then the last one, the best quote of the week. It's not even a saying. Honey, it's a singing telegram. Yes. Yes. Now, I shall sing it for you. The Grandom has moved back to Potomac. Come and celebrate and have a kiki moment. I'm trying to sound like a dude right now. The Hugers are back in town. It's too low for me, clearly. And everyone should know it. Bottles will be flowing. Something, something showing. I couldn't hear because the guy was laughing. To boogie down when we meet. Dress is cocktail chic. You are invited to the Huger Potomac Home. Play ball. (laughs) So we gotta get that singing telegram man. He's gotta chill out with Martin from New York. God, that was fucking great yeah that's my quote, honeys. Yes, the singing telegram that I sucked at, and uh, I should call that guy come to Pittsburgh. <laughs> let's do a singing telegram together. I'll be better cause I'll be singing a girl's part and not a dude, so yes, honey, so we did it again. Another episode, in we're on like our thirtieth something episode, and I think that's fucking cool. Love it, yes, I'm so excited for Wednesday, Holy shit finale of Beverly Hills. I can't fucking wait. I mean, we see Garcelle's kind of getting into it now. She's kind of revving up her engine. Yes, defending Denise. We see that Denise is sick at the party. Then Brandy shows up ill. So yeah, we'll see the dealio with that. Below deck is pretty intense. I still hate the fact that they fired Hannah. Like, what the fuck? Malia, you are a shitster, and I don't like you, to be honest. I am not a fan of yours. You are not a girl's girl, and I'm still pissed off about that. You know you totally did that because you were so butt-ass hurt that you couldn't room with your boyfriend, who, by the way, he is acting super-duper prissy. Holy shit. Slow your roll. Calm down. Yes, you're Michelin chef, whatever the fuck it's called. But y'all, I don't like yins right now. I don't. I don't bring back Hannah. But you know what? Hannah's in such a better space. I want to hang out with Hannah and freaking Kate Chastain. They look super duper fun and I would chill with them. But Malia, you're not a girl's girl and I don't like you right now. Be better. So yeah, after that nice positive rant, mm -hmm, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you guys. Uh, Tune in next week when we talk more Bravo shit because it's the fucking best. And I'm on Instagram, hello, at Bravo Yinzer. that's yinzer spelled Y-I-N-Z-E-R. Also follow us at Believe Podcasts and Believe Pop Culture, that's B-L-E-A-V. Hit me up on the DMs, like, I want to fucking talk to you people, like, let's have a good time. I want to know your thoughts about the whole Stassi thing and the potential new show. I want to know about your thoughts on the Brandy and Denise thing. What are your thoughts with the Cherise rumors about Monique? Talk to me. I'd love to have a convo. Please rate us on iTunes five stars. Like and subscribe. Share with your friends. Share with your posse. You know what I'm saying. We want to get this as big as possible. We want to be better than the other Bravo shows, even though they're all fucking great, too. But let's get ours on the map, honey. So, yeah, have a great week, and we'll see you next Tuesday. James Kennedy, see you next Tuesday. All right, bye. Thank you for listening to Believe.